the backslider. If you've been in church long enough, you know what that word means. It's a word that we as Christians use to describe someone who has left the fellowship of the church, someone who was once falling in the footsteps of Christ and they fell off, someone who um, had great church attendance and now you don't see them anymore. We have all kinds of descriptions for the backslider in church. In fact, some of us even poke fun at our fellow Christian friends um, when they don't show up and be like, mm-hmm, backslider. I've done it before, just in jokes. But the truth is, in the last few years, my eyes have been open to something that I honestly never thought they'd be open to. Even the idea of it would just be ludicrous to me. But in the last few years, something has really changed my heart. And that change is about leaving the church as a Christian. So I want to discuss that with you today. And I hope that you give me the time to listen. I read this article, and I'm going to not read it all to you. But... I looked for it just like I look for many things. I use Google. Google is my friend, everyone, because a lot of times I don't know where to go exactly. But I am what some would call an isolated Christian. It would be hard to call me a backslider because I continue in ministries and faith. But almost two years ago, after leaving a worship leader position at a church, I found myself with my two children at an awkward place. All our lives we have gone to a physical location. When I say the church, I'm talking about the physical location right this minute. And since I was 23 years old, I was called into the ministry. And since I was called, I have actively been participating in ministry roles throughout my entire life. And as a Christian, we're called to do that. We're called to make disciples. It doesn't matter um, who you are. You don't have to be a preacher or a worship leader or any of those things to do ministry for the Lord. But what I'm trying to get at, basically, is we were the people that were always there. We were the people that, um, when I was a part of Baptist church, Baptist churches that I've always came from, they had Sunday school, they had um, morning worship, and then a lot of times, because you were Baptist, we always found a reason to eat, and then so we ate, you would go to church Sunday night, get some more of it, and then on Wednesday nights, you would have a youth group and other groups, and then if you were really spiritual, you did the Tuesday night uh, women and men's study, and so on and so on. So you understand what I mean about avid church attendance. So that is a picture of our family. I've always believed in the church, and I've always believed in the fellowship with other believers. We need that. But what happens when a person leaves a church? What happens when you find out a person's not attending a church anymore? Well, for the most part, 
I know I have in the past. We assume that that person is just a backslider, someone that's lost their faith in God because they're not on the membership role at a church somewhere. But I'm going to tell you right now, that is the furthest thing from the truth. So tonight, in my wanting to understand what was going on in my own life, I came across an article written by a pastor from the UK. His name is Mark. And he titled it, Isolated Christians. Because that was exactly what I was looking for. Because I actually typed in... What causes a Christian to isolate? And that's a good advice, some good advice I can actually give you is sometimes I ask myself questions. Why are you doing this? What happened? Do you ever wonder what happened to the person that left your church? Do you ever wonder what they're doing or where they're at? Or do you just assume... What so many church churches do assume now is that that person's just fallen off the wagon. They really didn't know God anyways. They're really not saved or they're just backsliding or they're too lazy to go to church. When in fact, maybe that has nothing to do with it. In this article, and I'll summarize the top part of it just because I know it's a lot of reading. He goes on to describe how the church sees backsliders, what how we categorize them. You're, you're this type of backslider. You're this type of backslider. But then he says something even more shocking. That how are we to jump to that conclusion when someone leaves the church? He even says, do you think it is possible that for a time God may take Christians today into a place of isolation while he works in their life? I mean, let's face it. He's even got little back notes here where he is basically um, cross-referencing Paul in a time where he was constantly isolated um, so that he might learn more of God back in Galatians chapter 1 verses 16 through 17. Um, He also quoted about Apostle John being isolated at a time. That's when he asked that question. He also says, Is it not only possible that God is working in their lives, but also possible that they have a closer walk with the Lord than many Christians who go to church? Ouch, that just stung. Because for so many people... They believe that's their ticket. They believe that's what qualifies you as a better Christian. Your church attendance, your church status, how many events you contribute to, how um, often you tithe and offerings you give. I mean, there's so many ways that we actually categorize a Christian in our church. We even have a tendency to categorize someone's value. We categorize someone's faith a lot by their church attendance. Isn't that silly? That we actually, um, it's almost like we grade people. Hey, that woman over there, she is an A-plus student because she never misses church no matter what. She's at every function. She volunteers for everything. I can always count on her. 
She is so in her faith. You sure about that? Because the truth is, that is not always the case. And I bet everyone listening to this podcast right now can relate to that in some ways. You know one person or you might be that person that you are doing every single thing or you know someone that they are in everything. I mean, there's not a church event you do not see their face. And everyone thinks they're so great, but really their faith is not that great behind closed doors. But in the spotlight, we look at those people to the highest of standards as if they hold the greatest of faith. But church attendance. Well, I don't know about you, and these words right now are all coming from me, but there's nowhere in the Bible that says you get a check mark every time you go to church and that that even makes up your faith. In fact, there is nothing about church attendance that says, hey, your faith is greater than so-and-so's faith. Because of your dedication to this church building and all the church activities and all of the church functions. Also, and this is a little kind of floating around. It said, did you ever think, because hardly people ever ask anymore. I think people have gotten so used to going in and out of churches, in and out of churches, that no one even asks the questions why someone left in the first place. They just go about business. In fact, if you're in a ministry position, a lot of times the reason you're leaving the church itself to protect itself, the leaders of the church will actually ask you to leave quietly, not tell anyone or anything else, and you're not allowed to even speak of, of anything, of why you're leaving, you're hurt, any of that. They just leave, um, making people wonder why they're gone. And I'm going to tell you firsthand from experience, not all the time. Sometimes it is purely God-led. Some people are battered and bruised within the church, but they keep it to themselves And they finally get tired of it and they walk away. And they walk away with a very um, distorted feeling about the church. And I know some of you what you're going to say because I've seen it in comment sections before. Well, you don't go to church for people. You go to church for God. That is true. But church hurt is very real. And so... Church shirt can also cause people to isolate away from the church. It has nothing to do with the fact that they don't um, love God or that they don't want to help. But if you're being pounded on all the time or everything you try to do seems to get um, beaten down and battered. And um, as he says here, he says, also, what about those who have been battered and bruised by the wolves of the church? They have been in. Do we understand their need and like a good Samaritan tend to their wounds and help them back into fellowship? Or do we walk on the other side saying, tut tut, they won't be at church on Sunday. Shame on them. And it says here in the last days there will be a great falling away. But it will not be a falling away from church attendance 
but rather a falling away from the true doctrine. The church building might be full of people all having a great time with their professional groups playing their worldly music. It would seem quite obvious to all that there is something wrong that miserable Christian who refuses to join them and ends up going nowhere. However, that miserable Christian may be the only one holding on to true doctrine. And this is where I'm going to get off what this article has to say and come to you myself. There was another article I read, and I'm going to just summarize it. It was after I stepped down from my church position and my kids and I found ourselves doing church at home. It was titled The Duns. It wasn't something I normally would open up, but out of curiosity opened it. It was by a very um, good Christian organization that always posts articles um, from various Christian authors, and they also have scriptures and, and such. And it was talking about people that were done with church. And when I say that, once again, I cannot... This is... The church is people, okay? So let's get that right out of the way. The church is people. It has nothing to do with the building, the steeple, or the programs. Church is people. Without the people, there is no church. But the article was about the duns. And I was like, what's a dun? (laughs) Well... The Duns weren't people that just decided, I don't like church, they're all hypocrites. I mean, we've all heard that. If you've been in church long enough, um, one of the biggest excuses I ever got from people that didn't attend church was, everyone's a hypocrite there. So we all know that line, right? Um, But the whole article in the Duns was that people were leaving the church And it was basically challenging church leaders to evaluate their churches because the people they were losing the most were not um, these backsliders that I just read about. They were not people that just showed up when, you know, on a Sunday to make an appearance. These were people that were completely dedicated to ministry, to making disciples to being a big part of their church, to contributing, to using their gifts, their abilities, their talents. These were people that were the biggest tithers in their church. It was just, it went on and on and on. But they left their churches and they decided they were done with church as far as organized religion in a building that had a name Baptist, Methodist, Pentecostal, whatever you name it, we could just name them all. And they decided that they would just, basically most that were interviewed, that they were going to focus solely on the Lord, try to just be with a small group, even if that group was their family, and focus on true doctrine and what God said church should be, that they were tired of it, that they had exhausted themselves out, and they actually did not feel like they were being spiritually fed anymore, and that there was too much worldly stuff coming into the church, that they felt like they had lost true connection and true worship in the church building itself. So, 
you can say, well, that's not my church. And if it's not, that is honestly amazing and great. But at the same time, I want you to listen to this right here. What did Jesus have to say about the missing sheep? Most people know this. He says that if one sheep out of a hundred is lost, the shepherd leaves the ninety-nine and goes into the mountain to look for the one who is lost. Matthew chapter 18, verses 12 through 13. But then this one piece really got me. There could be many reasons why the sheep isn't with the other 99. I never, I know what the scripture was meant to be about. So I'm not trying to misrepresent. Um, that's, that's expressing God's love for us that if it's just to save one person, he would go, you know, do that. He would leave the 99 to save the one. But it really did get to me when it said, you know, there could be many reasons why the sheep isn't with the other 99. We cannot always assume that because someone leaves the church that this is now a backslider. Because I assure you right now, my family, I am an isolated Christian. Because of the fact that I didn't leave the church only because of church hurt. I'm not going to lie and say church hurt wasn't there. But I'm strong enough in my faith to have dealt with church hurt. And when you surrender to ministry, believe me, they warn you when God calls you, be ready for the devil to be right with you. And yes, he has been. So I'm used to the church hurt. It comes with the territory. And I fully expected when I stepped down from my last position, we would visit churches. God would lead me somewhere. But instead, at this time in my life, God has led me and my family to take a deeper look into his word, to have church at home. And sometimes I'll start feeling kind of guilty for doing that because it's, it, it feels awkward to me. I've been in church since um, I was 15 years old is when I started really going to church. And since that time... There was hardly any Sundays that I never I never missed. Church has always been a part of my life, a part of my kids' life. And and of course again, talking about the physical location of going to a church, being a part of a fellowship, being a part of the ministries there and all of that. But every time I would try to go visit, I just got more discouraged and I really felt God telling me, it's not what I told you to do. I want you to focus on me. I want your kids to focus on me. And I'll show you when it's time to go. So I figured, okay, okay. He just wants me to take a break. And I even had a a, a guy that's been in ministry for the last 40 years. And he's a good friend of mine say, maybe God's just saying, you know, it's time for you to rest. You know, you know, rest for my ministry duties as far as, Physically getting up, going to church, and and being this and being that, and to really focus on God's Word, which is something I've honestly not got to do a lot. I mean, yes, in in my time at home and in my alone time with God, I have, but 
there were so many times over the years I never got to hear the preacher at our church preach because I was always in the background handing the children's ministry or filling in for things and things like that. And so a lot of times I would literally be at church all day and have to come home and do church even though I'd already been at church. So I thought, okay, this is what this is. It's just a fill my tank up thing. Well, that fill my tank up thing has turned into about two years. And I'm going to tell you what. I'm not a backslider. We have church every Sunday. And I've watched my kids tell me that even though they miss sometimes all the youth functions and the parties that we have at church and all of that, that that they feel like they're getting a deeper understanding of God. And it is true. Because at home, it's not about, did they play my favorite worship song today? It's not about all the programs. It's not about collecting a whole bunch of money so that we can uh, spend it on more stuff that the church doesn't need or so that we can pay higher salaries. Um, church isn't a show here. It's, it can't be. It's literally us focusing on a sermon if we choose to listen to the sermon or just opening the Word of God. I wanted to bring this to you tonight just because it was, it's, it's been on my heart. It causes a lot of controversy with people because it's, again, misplacement. It's misrepresentation of what God expected. And there are a lot of people who have left our churches, and some because they've been church hurt, some because they didn't feel welcomed. Others because they're, they're just not Christians. It wasn't their style. They just, they just couldn't connect. But there really are people out there just like me. They didn't leave church because they don't believe in fellowshipping with other believers. They didn't leave church because they're backsliding and they're getting into bad stuff. Sometimes... A Christian becomes isolated to have a more in-depth relationship with God. And I'm going to tell you what, the longer I have sat isolated away from a congregation, and don't get me wrong, I pray one day that God leads my family to the right church, the right leadership. But at the same time, there were so many things going on. And not just the church I just left, but in several churches. That when I put it against the Bible, it wasn't adding up. And you may say to me, wait a minute, wait a minute. Our preacher preaches straight facts from the Bible. It's not always about the straight facts being preached, people. Things started to bother me. And if they're not bothering you, you should ask yourself why. So when God finally 
kind of stopped me in my tracks of the visiting church after church every Sunday we're going to visit a church or I always try a church two times in a row just because I'm like you know you can't get everything in one um I started really looking back at what we were really spending our money on how there were so many people in the church that we're going through trial and we would say we would pray for them but the church would be so tied up financially with all of its debts because it was paying for a new building or a new youth center and so on and such to the point that God's commandments weren't even being dealt with I mean we're told to take care of the widows and the orphans and I know for a fact that one of the churches that I served a long time at in various positions, that I did not see hardly any of our money being dispersed to the widows and the orphans. And I saw very little discipleship outside of the church grounds. I mean, their whole idea is just get everybody in this church. But the truth is, that's not what Jesus said to do. When he left the 12, you know, when he left his disciples, guys, he did not sit there and say, okay, now I want you all to sit in this church and then we're just going to bring people in this church. He said, go, get up and go. Because some of you may be questioning, well, what do you do with your tithe? Well, God had a solution for that. I have a prayer ministry that I started and then. It started before I left that church. And God has never failed to put a person, a widow, an orphan, a cause. Something, honestly, that the church and its members should be taken care of. But they've extended all their funds to pay for high-tech equipment, fancy lighting, fancy screens and all that making their buildings bigger to the point that they don't even have money to take care of outside people that don't belong or don't have membership to the church. And so I prayed about it, and we decided that my tithes would go to that. And God has never failed to bless me. And that is not for a pat on the back. It's just... If someone has oscillated themselves, maybe you should ask why. It may be deeper than you think. 